0: The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast. bunch of hand sanitizers being recalled because they use an industrial strength ethanol. What? How did this happen? It's not appropriate for your hands. It's for machinery and stuff. It'll burn. So this is like the stuff I'd put in my chainsaw or something. Yeah, because you own a chainsaw, buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that just the first manly sounding tool you could think of? You're like, yeah. so I'd put this in my uh, hatchet. I'm a fraud. Yeah. Brands affected include. Ultraderm, Gel 700, Sani Labs, and Walker Emulsions hand sanitizers. But what I want to know, does this kill the COVID-19? I think technically it does, but it also kills your skin. So if there's COVID on your skin and then your skin falls off, technically it works. Just not recommended. You can't get COVID on your hands if you don't have hands. Right. No time to die. It's the latest James Bond movie... (laughs) rumor has it, 007, he's going to be a dad in the next movie. A dad of who? He sleeps with four different women in all of the Bond movies. There may be kids all around the world. It's <laughs> been leaked that he's going to be dad to a five-year-old daughter, tied down at home enjoying family life, but then he feels like something's missing and he's got to get out there and save the world again. Pixar's The Incredibles. It is very much right? The Incredibles. Daniel Craig is tasked with the chore of cleaning he's up a dirty diaper, taking his kids To soccer practice. The most terrifying mission to date. He's becoming a father. James Bond with a beer (laughs) belly on the couch while his kids watch Peppa (laughs) Pig. If you live in Concordon, maybe you work or you drive through the Concordon area, something to watch out for today. You went there to get some donuts, didn't you? I was getting donuts this weekend in Concordon. Even the bears are showing up. Yeah, there's a bear sighting. Somebody took a nice video of a bear in their yard in Concordon. Yeah, on Queen Street, Sunday morning. It's a great video. The bear stands up on its feet, looking around, and just kind of walks through and moves on. It's Probably sw- looking for the donuts. Swiped your picnic basket. <laughs> The real shame here, though, the bear wasn't wearing a face mask. Health officials asking you to stay six feet away from the bear. As if there wasn't enough to worry about. First the Scottish people in Kincardine, now the bears. And and the bears should at least be wearing a kilt. You think we're going to get letters from Scottish people? No. Did you hear what the radio man said? The people on the radio were making fun of us. (laughs) Yours was kind of Irish. An Ontario driver, he used the Ontario's 407 toll highway. If you're taking the 401 and you want to avoid traffic, you can take the pay highway. It's the 407, pretty well goes around the whole 401. It's great. Average trip is 30 bucks if you're going to use this highway. So there was this guy operating a home renovation business years ago, said he just got a bill for nearly $28,000. Good Lord. He said his business partner was using it more than he thought. <laughs> he, he always told him, you use the 401, you got to use the 401. I guess he was sneaking out and using the 407. Good $28,000 worth. This is why I love living here though. You just can never complain about the traffic. Oh, I can complain about the oh, traffic. Oh, I know you can and I brought this up because I sometimes am sitting at a red light Here in Godrich. And if I'm there for like an extra second, someone sometimes will honk. And I'm like, seriously, that's me. I think it is you. The light turns green. And if you take more than one second to press on the gas and move forward, it's me behind you yelling. It's ridiculous. Move it, Grandpa. You can still get anywhere you want to in Godrich in seven minutes. So there's no use Ever using that? Oh, higher. it's such an old man attitude. Hey, Why it's a big rush, you young whippersnapper! I like looking at the fields. Oh, step on the gas, Grandpa. So I had an experience yesterday. I was taking the kids kayaking. Put the kayaks on the roof rack. I have some of those special kayak holders on my van. Humble brag. Yeah. Well, it's not a brag. It just holds the kayaks. <laughs> Look at you with your <laughs> fancy kayak racks. So I have a couple straps put the kayak on real tight, pulled those straps. I laughed at myself when I said, that's not going anywhere. You said that dad thing, all dads say, that's not going anywhere. You can't resist saying that if you're a dad and you're putting something on the roof rack. It's in the dad contract. Except I was so confident that that's not going anywhere. I barely noticed when the kayak started slipping off the van and it, it fell off to the side. Fortunately, it didn't hurt anyone, didn't hit a car, but it was just a terrifying experience for me, especially when I was so confident that that's not going anywhere. (sighs) Right? And so I realize now that I'm going to put a strap, backup strap, and a backup backup strap from now on. I've lost confidence in my strapping abilities. Oh, I'm so sorry, Matthew. I don't know if I'll ever get them back. I don't know if I'll ever be able to say... That's not going anywhere. I think it was a terrifying experience. Your dad instincts are dwindling now. I know. Your kids touched the thermostat three days ago and you didn't even notice. I don't even know if I can grill anymore. Well, you still have poor fashion sense, so you have some dad instincts. Yes, I got that. This happened over the weekend. In Philadelphia, protesters were holding a peaceful march and a wedding broke out. So there was a Black Lives Matters demonstration in Philadelphia. People demonstrating to save the lives of future black citizens at the hands of police in the United States. And there was a couple who thought it was a good idea to get married. Exited a hotel. It was a small wedding, obviously. Probably just the two of them. In the full wedding attire. And then the protesters all were like, Yay, this is awesome. There's room for some celebration of some good moments, too, at these protests. Is it a bit weird, though, to crash the protest with your wedding? Hey, let's just join the protesters so we can have our big wedding. You likened it to the person who proposes to their girlfriend at somebody else's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really about you? Yeah. But anyways, it seemed like a joyful moment. When I think of eternal love, I think of police brutality against minorities. That's right. And there was some idiot, of course, as there is at every protest, yelled, All unmarried people matter, too! (laughs) All weddings matter! So there's this app called Globe. It offers short-term rentals, can rent rooms by the hour. It's always existed, but they're seeing an uptick in business during the coronavirus. Cheap motels. This is cheap motels. Yeah, usually they're probably used for like a romantic tryst or something. You know? Yeah, you're meeting with your mistress, you go book the motel room for 20 minutes. So these are just rooms in people's houses or whatever. People actually renting them now to escape their families. Oh, that's a rough one. But you kind of take it for granted. If you are in the house with the same people day after day, month after month now, craving some alone time. If you're not going to work and see different people, makes sense. Instead of hiding behind the washer and dryer or in the bathroom, treat myself and rent a room for two hours. I'm going to do nothing but watch TV and just sleep. Family feud for (laughs) six hours. Nice. I'll never complain about work again, right? As soon as you don't have it, you realize, oh, it's kind of nice to get away for a bit. I love who I'm quarantine with. I love my family. You have to say that. No, we all get along really well. Uh uh-huh. In fact, it's been a really nice time for us, <laughs> but I could see if you didn't get along with a certain family member, a nice few hour escape at one of these Airbnb things would be cool. This is the best time to have no children and live alone with your cats. That's all I'm saying. Life has changed very little for me, I would think. Yeah. I, re- I recognize it's tough for other people. I just go home and take a nap every single day. <laughs> Cat on my chest, it's awesome. A stadium sized asteroid's going to be relatively close to Earth to spoil the mood. There's an app where you can watch the asteroid <laughs> kind of pass by through our solar system called Asteroid Tracker. Shows you everything that's coming close to Earth. And when I installed the app, it asked me, do you want to receive notifications? Notifications Um, of the (laughs) impending asteroids. I had to think about it for a second. Do I want to know when I'm going to die? Probably not. I'm not going to get notifications. Oh, I probably want to know. You would you? Yeah, totally. At this point, it's kind of upsetting. 2020. Of course an asteroid would come and hit. But not to worry. The one that's passing by this week, NASA, when they say it's coming close... They mean 5.1 million kilometers away. That's close in space terms. Yeah, that's like uh, roughly four suns' distances yeah. from us, so it's not gonna hit us. It's a ways away. Bad news the asteroid is not gonna hit us. The Roaring Cat Retreat that was in Grand Banff, a lot of the residents started complaining, especially when one woman was out getting her mail and looked over and saw two cubs in her front yard. Lion cubs? lion cubs and then there was another neighbor that said i'm just tired of all the roaring we complain about the neighbor's (laughs) dog barking it's the dog barking of grand ben the lion roar they just roar all the time i'm tired of it you live in town (laughs) you complain about your neighbor's dog barking you live in grand ben you complain about the neighbor's jaguar barking that's the problem they have there Yeah, they had eight lions, two tigers, a lynx, and some lemurs as well. Good Lord. So, yeah, I guess there's always the risk of them escaping. I wouldn't want to be camping at the Pinery and look out and see a lion. I would. That sounds awesome. It would be cool. Until the lion killed you. Then it wouldn't be very cool at all. Now, I guess... Do do your joke. Do your joke? joke. That was your joke. I'm not claiming that joke as we, my own. Uh, so off my, bad joke. Off mic, we were deciding how to end this bit. And I didn't like this joke, but now I kind of want you to do it. Do the okay. joke. Well, I guess the only big cats we'll see are the cougars on a Friday night at Coco's. <laughs> That's such a stock, low-hanging fruit <laughs> joke. Our joke is always drunk people at Coco's in Grand <laughs> Bend. Because it's true. <laughs> Good news for quarantine Florida residents anyway who are worried about their crow's feet and laugh lines. Botox is back. Botox is back in drive-through form. Yeah, there's a doctor performing it in his garage. You just drive in, and he says it's ideal because most of the lines that you're dealing with are around the eyes and forehead, so people can keep their face mask on. Safe, I guess. And if there's any doctor I trust, it's one working out of his garage. (laughs) I'm just doing the OG Botox method, just gaining 20 pounds. That is kind of what Botox is. It's filling in those wrinkles with fat. It's easier, and I get to eat. Completely gets rid of those laugh lines. Well, partly because I'm crying and not laughing, but still, it works. Because you got to work with me. That's why you cry so much. So if you can't afford the Botox, just dip into the briars. It's nature's Botox. Yeah. The dog ate my homework excuse. It's so yesterday, Fatty. Wild boars are now getting in on the homework eating action. What? There's this viral video going around an Israeli boy. His homework's being eaten by a wild boar. He had pizza. In his backpack and... (laughs) That's such a kid thing to do, put pizza in the backpack. Yeah, got distracted, slipped away to the park or something for a bit and came back and this wild boar is eating his homework, his sweatshirt, the whole bag. These kids nowadays, they can prove that this actually happened. This guy's got it on video, a boar eating his homework. He can go to the teacher and say, uh... The boar ate my homework. You can just prove it. Or it's worse because you can't use that excuse because the teacher will say, well, show me the video. Right. Show me the pig that ate your homework, Cody. Right. It's yeah. always Cody messing around. It's always that Cody kid. You ruined your kid's homework one time. Yeah, I spilled a pot of coffee. Whole pot? So destroyed, I had to write a note to the teacher saying, hey, it's my fault. Did your kid fail? They've but, been in the first grade for six years And now. I failed too because I didn't get coffee that morning. No, oh, everybody failed that day. <laughs> So another black bear was spotted, this time in the Godridge area. Bears have also been spotted near the Morse Track Nature Reserve and Point Farms Provincial Park. We don't know if it's the same bear. We can't tell them apart, but either way, bear sighting. Does look similar to that one that was seen in Kincardine. Think all bears look the same, Matt? Well, they look similar. That's insensitive. <laughs> gonna have to give you a class. Meantime, OPP have some tips regarding bear safety. Should you encounter a bear on the trail, things you need to do. Usually, they're caught off. they're stressed and they just want to flee anyway plan a you slowly back away while keeping the bear in sight wait for it to leave if that doesn't work start throwing objects waving your arms and making a noise and whistle an air horn, things like this. Anything I mean, you can do to seem big and scary. You could play some Nickelback or Billy Ray Cyrus, whatever gets rid of the bear. Whatever freaks the bear yeah. out. If the bear believes COVID-19 is a government hoax, you can ask it to visit the website for on Perth Public Health to dispel any rumors. Right, or if the bear's not wearing a medical mask, stay six feet away. If the bear says Conway Twitty is a better country artist than Willie Nelson, you're actually within your rights to kill the bear. <laughs> If the bear is raging about not being able to get a haircut, inform the bear many salons are opening tomorrow. Would a bear that complains about a haircut be a baron instead of a Karen? And don't even think about bringing up the paid parking issue here in Godrich. Might irritate the bear. (laughs) Fatty, have you ever been cause for a sign going to a washroom Please don't bathe your baby in the sink. Somebody did that and they had to put up a sign. It was my sister-in-law, actually. No chili fries near the pool. And you're like, that's a weird rule. This happened to me as well. We were talking about libraries. And one of my favorite things to do when the kids were little is go and pick out a whole bunch of children's books. And sometimes I would go by myself and just go through all the books and thought about what I'd want to read the kids. And there was one Christmas season. I noticed there was a bunch of Christmas books, some on display. Oh, Christmas books books that would be wonderful i can teach them all about christmas and get them all excited about santa coming and whatnot so i took out about 10 of the books and you would later learn that was all of the christmas books must have been they didn't have any more christmas books to loan out when i went to take them back i saw the librarians whisper like that's him that's That's the guy that's the guy that's the guy that took all the christmas books he's going bald and then I went into the kids' book section, and there was a sign that wasn't there before saying, only two Christmas books per customer. Oh no, I'm reason for the sign. And I didn't even realize what I was doing. I just thought I was being a good dad getting lots of books. You ruined Christmas for a whole bunch of kids. I guess so. I was caused for the sign, though. Mom and three young kids finally got out to the park, and they brought one of those Power wheels, big plastic cars. Yeah, you get the little Jeeps and they're battery powered. The three-year-old gets in it, feels like he's driving a real car. They're cool. Our family couldn't afford one, but I wanted one so bad. But they go so slow. You can walk. While your kid drives this thing beside you. Truly, it's slow. It's not dangerous. But there's this one woman in a park freaking out that there's a car in the park. We can't have cars in the park. For the purposes of simplicity, we'll call this woman Karen. Grand Karen. She's the grand Karen of the mall. Here's the clip. They're playing. That's what the park is for. I never saw a car. It's a, it's a power it's wheel just car, man. It doesn't bother me. What bothers me is you have a little kid in here that doesn't have a driver's license. He's just <laughs> a little kid and you're not with him. It's not a real car. <laughs> <laughs> I was freaking out that the kids don't have driver's license to drive their power wheels. Boss oh. Karen wants little boy to have a driver's license for his power wheels car. Oh, goodness. Although those big wheels we used to play with as a kid, those were kind of dangerous. Those big, you flip on your back super easy. Oh, yeah. They were a flipping hazard. Though you couldn't get going that fast on those plastic wheels unless... You took it down a hill. Oh, how much fun was that, taking the big wheel down a hill? Oh, that's when it got serious. <laughs> Dangerous. You'd break four ribs, but man, how much fun was that? But you were the hero of the neighborhood if you survived it. Did you have a power wheel as a kid, your family? I, but I had a big wheel, but we lived on a gravel road, so it was basically useless. So it was just as terrible as owning a car and living on a gravel yeah. road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know you could sue your boss because your job is boring? This actually happened in France. Guy was so bored at his job, said it caused him to get depressed and it forced him to quit. He got $45,000 in compensation. He said he suffered from bore out. Bore out. I, it's technically the opposite of burnout. Bored out of my mind, boss. Money, please. I think kids coin this phrase. Oh, mom, I'm so bored. So bored. Those kids are going to grow up and sue their parents probably now. Kids suing their parents because they didn't buy them a certain video game. And they should sue them. Give me that video game or I'll suffer from bore out. Chlorophyll? More like borophyll. Dogs, they're just amazing. They win us over even in the most intense situations like this situation that happened in the U.S. somewhere. This man was carrying a knife down an interstate for some reason. Police caught up with the guy and he wasn't interested in dropping the knife. But things quickly changed when an officer showed up with a canine named Troger. And the suspect asked if he could pet the dog. And then the officer said, well... Under one condition, you got to drop the knife. So this dude dropped the knife to pet the dog. And then they shot him, right? They shot him and he died. No, no. They let him pet the dog and I'm sure they handcuffed him or something, but... He pet the dog and then they shot him? No. No, I'm confused. At what point did they shoot this guy? There was no shooting. He dropped the knife. Oh, okay. And the dog. Yeah, he got to pet the dog. It, It just got me thinking, like, maybe more police officers should have dogs. Or a gun that shoots dogs. Oh, now we're talking. You got to combine the two things. Yeah, it's it's forceful but peaceful. Or dogs with guns. No. No, oh, hey, no. I feel like a dog, they can sense fear, right? They can sense anger. They can sense danger. Right. I feel like we should arm all of our, not just police, but all of our dogs should be armed with guns. I, I, feel, think... I feel, but if we do that, every mailman across Canada <laughs> I don't is think... in big trouble. I don't think that would work. No, we should run a trial in, let's say, Clinton. We'll run a trial in Clinton and we'll see what happens. <music> It's one of those days where I might just go home and strip down. My kids might not appreciate that, though. No, neither will the neighbors. Do some nude sunbathing. Yeah, I don't have a fence, so probably won't do this. The police in UK are suggesting, please don't bathe nude off the railroad tracks. Yeah, if if you live near a railroad, don't bathe nude. Not because the conductors are going to see you. They'll probably think it's awesome. But somebody thought they saw a dead body when it was really somebody sunbathing. Yeah, some rail workers passed by. There was this body. Over in the field called the police Realized it was just someone nude sunbathing Is quarantine to blame? I'm wondering Because we're all just sitting at home We're eating We're getting puffy We're getting bloated We're starting to look like we're rotting Right Puffy and pale Yeah, so maybe this person looked like a dead body Because COVID-19 That's right, I bet that's the case Just get out and go for a walk Eat some vegetables before you sunbathe next to a railroad Otherwise people might think you're dead People love camping in Canada throughout the summer. Most people. You're not a camper, I realize. No. And it's kind of a bummer because girlfriend's family has a cottage in northern Ontario. And it's going to be empty next week when I'm on vacation. And we had the idea of going up there, but I realized I like electricity and running water. So what's your problem with this place? So you have to kayak into this cabin. <laughs> so that's one thing you're not going to do. What's the deal with no electricity? Is it because your phone's going to die? Is How am I you- supposed to pay How are my Nintendo Switch, Matthew? There's no television up there. But you're not supposed to bring that stuff to camping. Well, how am I supposed to play my Nintendo if I don't bring it? You're not making any sense. So you're choosing electricity over your girlfriend? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay, if you, I wouldn't phrase it like that, but if you wanted to phrase it like that, I guess that's true. You're a glamper. I'm putting electricity over my girlfriend. So, and my wife and I, we had a discussion yesterday because we were thinking, well, we should get a campsite at some point this year because I'm not sure the cottage we usually go to is going to be open to visitors. I said, as long as there's a good mattress, I'm at that age, there has to be a good mattress. None of this sleeping bag on the ground business. So I'm a bit of a glamper, but I can do without the electricity. You're also 45 years old and have a back. Calcium pills aren't enough. You need an orthopedic mattress. can't sleep on the ground and then the kids get you up the next morning. Let's go hiking. Oh, I'm going to need five hours. You're like an old dog. You can't just get one of those Costco dog beds. You got to go to Pet Valley. You get an orthopedic bed. Right. Got to take care of your bones. (laughs) A decade ago, this Santa Fe author and antiques dealer, his name's Forrest Fenn. Have you ever heard of this treasure chest? Yeah, we all know Forrest Fenn. Forrest, I've, I've read about this many yeah, times. Yeah, Forrest Fenn is the legend of Forrest Fenn. We all know it. Stop acting like we don't. So this guy, he hid a treasure chest containing $1 million in gold, diamonds, rubies, and emeralds somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. All people had to go on was clues that were in a poem that he wrote called The Thrill of the Chase. So he hoped this would inspire people to get outside with their families and enjoy nature and the adventure of it all. It inspired a bunch of death. It did. At least five people have died trying to find it. There's been lawsuits and arrests against the guy. Like, my, my husband quit his job and went looking for the treasure and he died. Lost. People, people quit their jobs? People quit their jobs to go find it. And many people think it was all just a hoax and are still thinking that because now he's reporting someone's finally found the treasure but they want to remain anonymous. (laughs) He wants to end the lawsuits. He found the treasure. I think he's got to bring up the name or no one's going to believe him. That's a rough one. So it's a million dollars in like, yeah, jewels and gold and diamonds. So suppose I was the one who found this treasure. I got to now go find somebody who will exchange my gold and give me cash for it. Yeah, that's a little I bit of work. Got to find that Oliver guy from the commercial yeah. who's like, I'll give you cash for your gold. <laughs> gold. And he yeah. wears that tight latex suit that weirds everybody out. That's if you can get it back down the mountain wherever it's hidden. Oh, right. Gold weighs it weighs quite a bit. Yeah. Damn, that doesn't sound fun at all. And also a million bucks. That, like, if I win a million bucks, I'm not quitting this job. Yeah, it's not that much money anymore, I is it? I could make the down payment on a house in Goderich. Huh. For a million bucks, I could afford yeah. to have a cell phone with Rogers and Bell. <laughs> there was this man flew into a violent rage at a Vancouver Island Wendy's after the staff forgot to put mustard on his burger. mustard's Ooh. a tasty one. You don't want to forget the mustard. Where's my mustard? He exited his car, began striking the plexiglass barrier at the takeout window. Then he yelled at the staff, pulled the plexiglass barrier right off and threw it at another car. Just went berserk. And I'm thinking this is probably just another reason that stores are going to keep these plexiglass things up even after the pandemic, right? For the safety of their staff. Just an extra separation from the bad customer that comes every now and then. I hope he got a stern talking to. Yeah, Sir, we expect this behavior at Subway, but not at Wendy's. Not at Wendy's? Take your behavior to Tim Hortons where it belongs. Now that we're allowed to gather in fixed groups, expand our bubble a little bit, I don't know if other families are having this trouble, but mine is who gets mom and dad. So we're having a little competition amongst siblings as to who gets to have them in their bubble. So one of my sisters pitched her very large wine stash. She's like, hey, mom. I got lots of wine. I said, well, my kids are all grown up, so at least you don't have to babysit any of the little grandkids for a while. Pick me. One of my brothers pitched being an in-house musician with his pan flute skills. Not a very good pitch. Little sister, I think she had the best pitch. So just as COVID was happening, she had a baby. My mom hasn't even held that baby yet. Quite sad, actually. None of us can compete with this. And she made a video. Listen to this. Mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, you should choose our family because we live close. I'll feed you awesome meals. Food too? And Meadow needs to have the opportunity to actually be held by grandparents or it's going to affect her mentally and emotionally. Good pitch so far. Kick us. Oh, and then she has to add the crying baby. Please, Grandma, Grandpa, we want a hug. Oh, please. please. Seriously, Molina, you played the crying baby card. Well, I think her pitch definitely wins. I can't compete with crying babies. Can anybody? Restaurant patio is going to be allowed to reopen. Not the dining restaurants, but if a restaurant has a patio, they'll be allowed to reopen that patio. And Tim Hortons wants to get on board the patio train. Yeah, the patio train. One thousand new patios opening across Canada. I like how you just ran with patio train. (laughs) I like the concept of a patio train. It sounds terrible, though. I would love the patio to be on an actual train. Sure. So Tim Horton's, of course, getting creative. They have a bunch of patios now, but they're expanding. They're reinventing their outdoor spaces. Now you can use social distancing as an excuse to not share your Timbits. Yay. Yay. And there's nothing more I love than an ice-cold apple fritter on a hot day. Mm. I just like to pour that fritter, get the glaze all over my mouth. Mm. Right. You got to make sure you sip your ice cap before it melts, though. So. That's right. So a lot of people are working from home during this pandemic, which means that your dog or cat is a lot happier because they're getting a lot of extra FaceTime, cuddles. But according to a new survey, they're also getting a lot more snacks. 33% of pet owners say their furry friends have gained weight. Oh, dog's getting fat. How's Uber doing? He's looking good. I think he's looking healthy. You take him for runs. He's maybe been getting a, a few extra snacks, but we've been running. So he's working it off at least. Okay, good for Uber. It's getting more exercise as well. So that's good. The survey also says that people prefer working with their pets more than their human colleagues. I totally get that. I get that. I walk home and I just complain all day to my cats. I'm like, and Matt wore the paper boy hat again. Again. Cats are like, we hate it here. (laughs) (laughs) He just complains all the time about this Matt person and his hat. (laughs) I feel bad for your cats because you watch them now here at work. Yeah, I have a little security camera in my house, and I can talk through it. So if I see one of them on the table, you're like, get off the table! Press a little speaker button and yell, get off the table! That's no fun. Give them their own time. they are probably look forward to you leaving. They're freeloaders. And now that you're talking through the speaker to them, come on, give them a break. They have no privacies. They can't clean their buttholes in private, ever. I'm not sure this is a problem. But a 65-year-old man in Belgium said he's losing sleep, fed up with receiving pizzas that he never ordered. Delivery sent to his home. He's not ordering the stuff, but all sorts of food. A lot of pizza being sent. Happening nearly a decade. And he's just fed up. He said one day, 10 different delivery men showed up at his house. One had 14 pizzas with him. Hundreds of dollars. There's been kebabs, pitas, food just constantly coming to his apartment, giving him anxiety. He says, Every time he hears the scooter coming, he starts shaking. Doesn't know what's going to happen. <laughs> How is this a problem? Free food coming to your house constantly? Sometimes it's at ungodly hours, 2 a.m., but still. He doesn't take the food. Think it's already paid for. Wouldn't you take the food? Okay, here's a very important question. What kind of pizza is it? Is it Domino's Pizza or is it New Orleans? I think New Orleans. <laughs> Yeah, in that case, I'm not sleeping that night. If it's Domino's Pizza, sleeping like a baby. Pineapple, this bit not sponsored by Domino's Pizza. We just happen to like them because they're our neighbors. They're right next door. And they sponsor our wonderful Local Hero segment. So if you know somebody who deserves some free pizza, head to country1049.ca, click the Local Hero banner, tell us who's done good. If only they knew who the mystery pizza giver was. They could nominate them as a Local Hero this magical thing happened in the St. Lawrence River near Old Montreal. People started seeing a humpback whale there in late May. So ever since, people have been gathering to get a look at this humpback whale. Very rare that it would make it up from the ocean all the way to Montreal. Wanted some poutine, man. Right. And people were like, wow, nature is returning. You know, you saw these stories of people being in isolation, so nature came back. Beautiful thing. Sad end to this story, though. There was a pilot flying over a couple days ago and noticed a new island, basically. This big, huge whale floating belly up. Yeah, it died. Now, are we sure it's a whale? Uh, Yeah, it's a humpback whale. You can see all the lines on its chin there. Okay, I'm just saying we've been in isolation so long. A A lot of us putting on that quarantine weight. Oh. Didn't know if it was a humpback whale or just some Montreal resident who had one too many poutines. It could be. That's all it I'm saying. They're, they're investigating. All I'm saying is I'm looking for an elliptical if anybody has one. So we do this morning show every single day. As far as I recall, neither of us has had the hiccups while we've been doing this job. No, I've been singing once and I belched in the middle of a sentence. I've had that happen. It was the best rendition of I Will Always Love You, Justin Trudeau, yesterday. You come out every day. It's bound to happen sooner or later. You got to go out there and speak to the nation. But you got hiccups. Minister Baines announced the council's membership. Nine business leaders from across the country. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Who each represent a different pillar of our economy. Uh, Country. Country. he, He had it. As many hiccups as the leaders he's talking about throughout the entire speech. At the beginning of the speech, you can tell something's wrong. Why is he taking these weird pauses? And then you're realizing he's got the hiccups. And then that big one came out. Oh, that's tough, man. We were playing a drinking game at home. Every time he hiccuped, we had a drink. You weren't playing <laughs> a drinking game at home. You don't watch the prime minister and play a drinking game. Yeah, I, I usually watch the briefings. Matt's full of it, everybody. So when you're cooking for your family... Yeah. Let's say you're cooking burgers, for example, which you made last night. I did this last night and I noticed something. And... Suppose you maybe char one of the patties a little more than the other. Do you give your family the pretty food? If you're the one making it, you got to take the ugly food. You take the ugly food. The cook takes the ugly food. Yeah. You give the nice food to your family. You got to take that piece of chicken that like it has a human face. What the hell are you cooking at home? You got to take the weird looking meat. You got to leave the good meat for the people you're serving. That's what she said. It's an unwritten rule. Trish follows this as well. Trish was cooking me eggs this weekend. She broke a yolk. Uh Uh-oh. And not only is she hard on herself, she's like, no, that one's mine. I screwed it up. I screwed it up. It's my yolk. She thinks she's a failure of a human being if she breaks a yolk? I honestly don't care at all. She seems to care a bunch, though. Yeah, I don't really care. But it's one of those things where when you're preparing food for somebody you love, they get the good-looking piece. You eat the charred piece, the malformed piece, the undercooked piece. You eat the bad one. They get the good one. And sometimes it's because you're just a nice person, and then sometimes it's because you're afraid they'll notice you took the good piece. There's a bit of a social pressure, but I think it's mostly because you just like serving people and you're a nice person. Is this an issue with kids, though? Because I haven't had this where I've had to cook for children before. You don't want to have to prepare another meal for the kids you want the meal to be presentable and tasty so you give the kids the good looking meal that's part of it and then if there's nothing left after you've served everyone else you eat something else like mango soup for example there's lots of that left over yeah that's a joke from a long time ago matt was making a Curry soup or something? Uh, Butternut soup. You're making a butternut squash soup. I didn't have enough squash, so I thought, well, I could use mango. Mango is the squash of the tree fruits. It was the same color. Almost worked. Didn't turn out too well. No, it was disgusting. Anyway, you still got a freezer full of it. I'm not seeing it go to waste. Hell hath no fury like a man whose freshly seeded lawn is trampled on. That's not a real saying. It's true. If I see freshly seeded grass and I'm walking with my dog... I will pull my dog in. Make sure he doesn't go on that. Is that a dad thing? Um, Dad instinct, like the thermostat? Well, yeah, it is. Some people really like a nice lawn, and you know if they have the grass seed down that they're trying to do something there. And anyone who's tried to grow grass knows how difficult it is. Including the Prime Minister of Australia, whose name I don't know. I'll assume it's Kangaroo Jack. Well, his name is Scott Morrison, and he was doing a press conference. All these people standing around and press. In the middle of his speech, this guy <laughs> comes out of his house, gives him a piece or two. Ten thousand Australians. Everyone, get off the grass, please. Sure, let's just move back from there. <laughs> hey guys, I've just reseated that. Yeah, please Sorry, off the man. thing. <laughs> During an important press conference, this guy, hey, get up my lawn. He moved the prime minister. <laughs> it's like, hey, get I- off my lawn, get off my lawn. There's some fresh seed of grass there. Your accent was a little more Oliver twist, but to be fair, so was mine. And they're probably a little more sensitive on Australia because they lost a lot of grass with those fires. They had those wildfires that last year. There's not too much grass left, maybe. So you gotta be real sensitive about your lawn in Australia, even if the prime minister is on it. Golfers, they got to golf. Taking golf away from the Scottish golfers is like taking trucks away from Huron County or something. Golf is still closed in Scotland where the game was invented. But what some golfers have been doing is stowing away on a ferry to get off the mainland where they can golf elsewhere. They caught some stowaway golfers hiding in a cargo van. Told them to go home. Hey, you can't go over to the mainland just to golf. Sad for these golfers. That's tough for the Scots. Look. Imagine the lengths they went through to sneak onto the ferry in a van just to go golfing. Golfers are dedicated. Taking golf away from Scottish people is like taking alcohol away from Scottish people. It's just a crime. You don't do it. What's going on this weekend? Things are opening up Friday somewhat. Starting on Friday, it looks like restaurants can start opening up patios if they have them. Assuming, of course, that they can maintain social distance among their patrons, you could go to church at 30%. Capacity. Churches can have 30% capacity. So basically nothing's changed there. Oh. Uh, and most of all, tattoo parlors reopening. Fi- oh, finally. I've waited so long for another tattoo. As long as they take some precautions, tattoo parlors can reopen up. Or maybe you were like midway into a tattoo and you had to stop. Right? People do it in sessions sometimes. Okay, fair enough. You got half the arm done and you didn't get to finish, so your tattoo makes no <laughs> sense. I just imagine the tattoo artist working. And they're like, oh, no, I just heard about this virus. They drop their gun and they leave. Yeah, well, people had to close suddenly. This could be the case for many people out there. You don't have any tattoos, do you? No. No, neither do I. But my daughter wanted to give me a homemade tattoo. Two words that I don't think go well together. Homemade and tattoo. Yeah, those are... I said want. no. What did she want to give you? I don't know, she would have just made something up, maybe like shaved for a child and wrote her name on the bottom or something. <laughs> I've mentioned before, I grew up Muslim. Muslims don't eat pork. And so my first time eating bacon was at Luke and Bacon Fest. You were a bacon virgin until two years ago? Until, I think it was, I think it was 31 or 32 when I first went there. I've never talked to anyone who never had bacon. Did it live up to its hype? So all my life, I had heard about how bacon is the greatest food. And when (laughs) I finally had it, it totally lived up to the hype. Did you know bacon is amazing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody was telling me that my whole life. Finally realized it's true. Bacon is the best. It was actually... As good as you thought it would be. So now I brush my teeth with bacon grease. I dab some bacon bits behind my ears before I come to work. I just put it in everything. It's in my coffee right now. It's fantastic. So I'm going to miss the food at these festivals, but they will be back. Yeah. Just got to give it some time. Get this whole COVID thing sorted out. Friday night, decided to get pizza, head on over to the lighthouse and have sunset pizza. It's yeah. the best kind. We brought a blanket. It was so nice, but we must have been really picturesque. Everyone started taking pictures of us. I think it was the Godward Sunset people. Hey, can we take a picture of you guys? Is it okay if we post it on our site? And we're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Most of you have nice hair. I think it was the dog, actually. You got a very photogenic dog. Your family's pretty cute for the most part. Except for me. Yeah. That's what I was implying. I was trying not to say it directly, <laughs> but you said it, so now I can say it. They did tell me, could you please face the sunset? I want one of yous to look at the sunset just a little to the left more yeah, to the yeah. left more, more to the left a yeah. little more a little more great you're out of frame click dad who bought a billboard to announce that his son graduated in english it's not anything to really celebrate but i'd celebrate it you read don't you sometimes phd he's a doctor in English. he's not a real doctor. I have a little respect. On an airplane, if somebody's having a heart attack, they're not going to ask, is there an English major here? They want a real doctor. You're not wrong. There you go. Similarly, I've noticed a lot of people putting up billboards in their lawns when their kids or significant others have a birthday. And I've been realizing as a neighbor who forgets things, this has been very helpful for me. I forgot the name of the woman who lives across the street from me, but yesterday there was one of those big billboards wishing her happy birthday and everyone. Driving by and honking while I was trying to nap. What would you say no, to her? Just what would you say to her if you saw her like out on our lawn and you wanted to say hello? You just be like, hey, you? Yeah, well, we all have that neighbor where we kind of forget their name, you know them, but you're like, hi, you. Over there, I have this problem. I'm bad with names, great with faces. I know Uh, where I first met people. I can tell you all their backstory, bad with names. Me too. I have a document on my phone for when I meet a new person that I know I'm going to see again. Oh. I put their name in my phone and I'll say like... Take a picture of them too? No, no, no. Oh, that's creepy. That's weird. That's creepy. I only keep documentation of everything I know about them. And then you make like a little note of something about them? I'll be like, Linda, crossing guard, short white hair. Yes, that's So, so helpful. So I have a full document in my phone of people I've met, their backstory, what kind of tea they like. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it's actually kind of messed up. And I'm a very visual learner. So I'll always see that billboard on my neighbor's lawn. I'll never forget her name now. i will never forget her name. So thanks, COVID-19. On behalf of COVID-19, you're welcome, Matthew. There's a weird new reality show coming to TV called Labor of Love. It sounds hot. It's like The Bachelorette, except the premise is to skip the whole dating thing and go straight to the baby-making. The lady wants the sperm. She wants a baby, and this is the prize, a real-life baby. So basically, she's interviewing these guys, and uh, she probably is looking for things like talent or... Any genetic diseases. Yeah. Weird facial tics. So this could be kind of interesting. A bunch of men, they're living in this bachelor pad, and they're fighting over who has the best sperm. (laughs) Now, do they get to deliver the sperm themselves? Think it's a sample. They said the love part is optional. On this season of Labor of Love, followed by uterus of utility, followed afterwards by vasectomy of veracity. Right. (laughs) they just had too many kids. They're just taking these shows too far. And then that'll be followed by a great season of Child Custody Court. Judge Judy coming back for that. Remember going out to restaurants? Oh, those were in the before times. With friends and you could never decide what you wanted and you make a whole night of it. Oh, look at Mr. Fancy Pants with his friends over here. Me and my friends. That's the best thing about going out to a restaurant, right? There's a lot of great food out there as well. I'm glad that a lot of our local places still have some takeout options. The best part of going out to restaurants for me was not getting infected with a deadly disease. Yes. Which is why in Sweden, someone is claiming they've come up with the safest restaurant. It's basically a wooden table and a single chair located in the middle of a field. We got lots of fields in Huron County. We could do this. <laughs> we could totally do this. Only one person can come at a time. There's no way staff, diners serve themselves from a picnic basket, Stroll down to them via a rope from a nearby kitchen. Like a clothesline. Yeah. like clothesline a Clothesline puts the food in the basket, <laughs> squeals it down the clothesline to the table in the middle of the field. I could just go out to a middle of a field and have a picnic. I do that all the time. I know. The cops keep getting called though. We could do this in Huron County yeah. and find some rutabaga farmer. Nothing but rutabagas. It's oh. just a picnic basket filled with rutabagas. Just all rutabaga. The all rutabaga the restaurant, they'll call it. Mm-hmm. The hussies eat there all the time. It's delicious. Mm. I- <laughs> In South Africa, a carrier pigeon carrying a four gigabyte memory stick proved to be faster than the internet, the DSL. Internet. They got they got slow internet in <laughs> uh, whatever part of South Africa this is. I'm guessing it's not the city. I'm guessing it's some rural area. We have the same issue in Huron County. They're trying to expand the broadband internet here because a lot of people only get dial-up or some kind of satellite internet that's a little old school, a little uh-huh. on the slower side. A lot of students in the country having problems since they have all these online courses now. So they decided to test the claim about something they were joking about. They said the data would get transferred from faster with a carrier pigeon. So they actually trained a carrier pigeon to carry a thumb drive to the destination where the email had to go. Pigeon was faster. Pigeon flew 90k faster than the 3 gigs of information got to them via the internet. That is a lot of information though. It's a big <laughs> yeah. file. Do you want to be put through a few minutes of torture? Remember this. Ooh. Ooh. Kids today will never understand the struggle us early internet users. Oh. Like, why didn't they have a nice sound? Couldn't they have played somewhere over the rainbow or something while we loaded in? That's not how internet works. Seriously. I wish that's how internet worked. Kids, you get to just turn on your computer and connect to the internet. We didn't have that luxury. It's amazing. We had to suffer through that sound you just heard uh-huh. every time you want to connect to the internet, and it was deadly slow. 56k a second slow. It was terrible. And that was fast way back in the day. How long did it take to download a YouTube video? It took a couple hours. You would just leave it on overnight. Yeah. I don't know how long it took, but it would be ready in the morning. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.